It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 25. It is March 17th, the second day. Are we two days into quarantine right now? Self-isolation, Keeler? We one day in? We're not too far in. It's about like, it's kind of like 24 hours in almost. Keeler's here uh, and we are, we are in it, in our houses, unable to leave. Uh, pretty much every single podcast in the world and everyone you talk to, I go outside, I have a conversation casually with anyone and absolutely everyone is talking about the coronavirus. By the way, I'm glad I took the last two weeks of the podcast off. I, uh, podcast off. I apologize for the inconsistency, but I was out um, or hanging out with friends those last two times um, when I usually do the podcast at Tuesday, 8 p.m. PST live on twitch.tv slash shampoo. I was out during that time. Uh, and I'm glad I was because starting as of about yesterday, Keeler and I live in Northern California. Uh, we are not supposed to leave our house for anything except essential goods, going to the doctors, uh, taking care of loved ones, picking up groceries, stuff like that. We are going to be locked in here. So I can assure you that the Early Access Podcast is probably going to be very consistent coming up until April 7th. That is two, three weeks, three more weeks until we can go out and do anything up until a couple days before this announcement. I was still going out to the arcade, being very careful. My restaurant of choice uh, was actually uncharacteristically Buffalo Wild Wings because before all this got locked down, they canceled all the sports, uh, NHL, March Madness, basketball, everything was shut down. And so Buffalo Wild Wings, a sports bar, was a very appropriate place to go. We got sat down, no people really around us, service was quick. Food is tasty and extremely unhealthy because all I was doing was eating wings. And they had, they're, they're not a sponsor, I want to emphasize that. But on Thursdays at my local one, they had a buy one, get one free boneless wings. And I absolutely loved it. They, they had these Thai curry chicken wings. And I, I love curry. I love wings. It was the first time I had those two things put together. It was fantastic. Uh, but because of the shelter-in-place orders that were put out by the government. Uh, I, I will not be leaving my house for quite a while, which there are a lot of people now talking about work from home, which is something I've been doing since about November uh, when I picked up my job at Live, but working from home. And there are a lot of tips out there to be had, uh, like actually get out of bed before you do your work from home. If you work in bed, you might not ever get up or you'll be eating Cheetos and get crumbs all over your pillow. Um, Stuff like that. And so everyone working at home right now, I uh, hope you guys are making the best of it. Uh, I, ho I hope you're enjoying it because there's some major benefits that make me happy that even after this thing blows over, I'm going to be working from home full time, including not having to commute and not burning through gas. And just in general, not having to talk to people is really nice as an introverted person. If I need to message my, my coworkers, I can do that. But I don't have to you know, get in any weird conversations on the train, which at, when I was commuting to school, uh, there, were, there were guys who would sit next to me and try to get me into their pyramid scheme uh, or their, their multi-level marketing scheme, uh, crazy stuff like that. It's great to actually not have the, the pressures of commuting. But anyway, it's the Early Access Podcast. I feel like a lot of the time lately, we have been talking about terrible people instead of Early Access video games, which is what this podcast was meant to talk about. So we'll combine the two things for our first topic. Now, all the information is not out on this yet. Uh, I believe it will be out tomorrow. But Niantic, the creators of Pokemon Go, announced that they are doing a special event. You can pay $8 
to participate in a special research task, which uh, special research basically is a series of missions. You go out and do it and you get a special Pokemon for Genensec, the mythical bug and steel Pokemon, ironically. The only mythical bug Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Go, for those of you who have been living under a rock, traditionally encourages people to go out and play in public. Um, Niantic did tweet right before this podcast went live that they will be encouraging people to do this and all the tasks can be completed solo. So typically you would have to go out and for those of you who don't play Pokemon Go anywhere, you can go do a raid, uh, raids of certain difficulty, no matter how good you are, are impossible to do by yourself. So you either need multiple accounts, which is what a lot of people do, or some friends. Niantic did say that um, you can do this special research solo but they did not say that you can do this special research without leaving your house. They have done some things to make the game a little bit more playable without leaving your home. Like you can battle people online and you don't need to walk, um, which you usually would have to do to unlock online battles. You can uh, catch Pokemon in your house. But special researches usually include things like spin Pokestops, which the majority of people do not live on a Pokestop, so you probably have to go out for that. Things like hatch eggs, which require going outside and walking around. And with the shelter-in-place policies being put out by the Californian government and Niantic, potentially, I mean, if all the research tasks, I'll take it back. I'm straight up say I was wrong. If all the research tasks are catch 10 Pokemon, uh, catch 15 Pokemon with great throws, things that don't require leaving your house, I'll take it all back. But if, if in any way this special research encourages players to go out and be out in public. I mean, Niantic is a San Franciscan-based company, and we were just ordered to not leave our homes for any essential services. And of course, that's actually, I'm not going to get into the whole flatten the curve thing, and certain people are immunocompromised, so if you're my age in your 20s, your 30s, and you're completely healthy, you don't need to worry about it. I mean, here's my county argument against that, first of all, is if you're in your 20s and 30s, and you'll survive coronavirus if you catch it uh, uh, let's set aside the fact that other people um who are immunocompromised can suffer if you give it to them having the flu is fucking inconvenient i don't remember the last time that you guys were sick but throwing up having to be in bed all day and being too hot having to eat only soup all that stuff is super inconvenient regardless of how healthy you are regardless of your age that's just something i don't want to catch no matter how old i am whether or not it'll kill me being stick being sick Having a stuffy nose, sore throat, that's all still extremely inconvenient. So I want to avoid that as a whole, I think, no matter how healthy I am. But if uh, Pokemon Go is going to encourage, if these tasks, and I got to see what these tasks are, uh, come out to be anything that encourages people to go out and, and actually play Pokemon Go, uh, it's the first time I've, I've really thought like, wow, capitalism, the whole making money thing. Maybe this isn't all it's cut out to be because I understand like businesses are not doing so well. Um, a local VR arcade to me closed for two weeks. That is devastating to their profits. I know of actually other VR arcades in America that are completely closing down. Uh, businesses, especially businesses that involve you putting something over your eyes, which you're not supposed to touch that other people have been wearing, not doing so well. And so... Right now, uh, for Pokemon Go to be trying to make some money, Niantic, and I'm saying this as a huge Pokemon fan, by encouraging people to go out, I mean, it says in caps lock also, special event bonuses will only be available, I think it's like March 20 to 26. That is still well within the amount of time 
that we've been ordered to stay indoors. I think it's incredibly irresponsible if it turns out that way. If you have to do anything that involves going out to spin pokey stops or walking, which most people don't have a house big enough to walk from one point to the other to have that um, be significant, which is not a good idea. Uh, so I hope for the sake of public health that they do this right. But Niantic has a long history. I was a longtime Pokemon Go player. Um, I have like 45 million XP, which is more than twice it takes to hit level 40, maximum level, twice. It's 20 million. I have like 45 million XP before I stopped like six months ago. It just, it's incredibly irresponsible, uh, irresponsible for them to do if they were to force people to go out. Not force, incentivize, encourage people to go out in public. And I hope they do this right. They have a long history of just not doing things right. Um, for example, they would... I, first off, I was in Tokyo and Mewtwo Day. I was so excited to catch shiny Mewtwo in Tokyo, the land of Pokemon. And they canceled it and didn't tell everyone until 12 hours later, which they announced it in time for America to not go out for their Mewtwo Day. But in Japan, that time had already passed because they're, they're ahead so many hours. And they, I can go on. I can do a whole episode about how bad the gifting interface is in Pokemon Go. And I, I have very little faith in Niantic as a company. I'm gonna not going to lie as far as my bias goes. But I hope for the sake of public health that with this Genensect event, they are not going to be incentivizing people to leave their homes whatsoever. If if the research is super boring, it's all hit 15 excellent throws or catch 30 water Pokemon. It's all good. That's all good. I'd much rather that than encouraging people to be outside of their homes right now because flatten the curve and uh, don't overwhelm our healthcare system. Anyway, uh, that's my Pokemon Go ranting for the day. Let's talk about some other things that have been happening in the past two weeks while I was gone. A Twitch streamer, Carl, which I believe he was Sore Carl, um, is no longer Sore Carl. I think he's just Carl. Shot his desk while the Early Access podcast was gone. There's not much to say about that. Uh, he was live on Twitch. He was drinking out of a shoe. Um, I believe it's called a shoey. Uh, I believe it was his grandmother's shoe also, although I cannot confirm that. He had a shoe on his desk. He was drinking directly out of said shoe. And while he was drunk, he picked up a firearm, it was a pistol, on stream, cocked it twice, uh, and then fired, destroying a can of what I think was G Fuel and his desk. Luckily, no one was hurt. No one was on the other side of the wall. Um, he was immediately let go from his organization. He's punished on Twitch. I believe his girlfriend even left him. Um, I did watch his apology videos. He he seemed very sincere. He knew he completely fucked up. Uh, and I'm glad it, it's going to sound kind of grim. If this were to happen, if someone were to desk pop live on Twitch, I think this is the best possible way it could have gone. He was apologetic about it. No one got hurt. The capacity for disaster was extremely high this could have gone terribly had he looked down the barrel of the gun and pulled the trigger that could have gone a completely different way had someone been on the other side of the wall there are plenty of animals in the room with him uh the maximum amount of destruction that could have been caused from this incident was extremely high the amount of damage that was caused was he negligently discharged a firearm and shot a hole through his desk. Um, probably might have rang his ears for a little bit also. Um, other than that, that that was the best possible way I think that this could have played out. Um, he seemed genuinely apologetic. I'm sure he's learned his lesson. A billion different streamers uh, took to Twitter one or two weeks ago when this happened and were like, yeah, practice gun safety, put your guns away, all that stuff. All that stuff. Sure, you guys have heard it a billion times. It doesn't take doesn't take that much uh, 
that much actual common sense on on how to handle a firearm. Keep your finger off the trigger. Don't point at anything. You don't want to destroy like your tub of G fuel. But uh, I I just want to say that this actually turned out as good as it possibly could have. And if I were to compare this to other things that have happened on Twitch, I'm this is gonna be my hell to die on here. The disaster, uh, the maximum amount of disaster that could have been caused from throwing a cat, right, is lower than the maximum amount of disaster that was caused by shooting your desk. However, the actual amount of damage caused by throwing your cat was higher than the actual amount of damage caused from, you know, destroying a tub of G Fuel. So I want to, if the Twitch staff ever listens to the Early Access podcast and other huge fans, uh, why are we letting cat throwing on our platform? I'm glad we can all unite as Twitch streamers against people shooting their desk. And now if we could just get everyone on board with the whole not abusing animals thing on Twitch, then then I think I think we would have really set Twitch's moral compass straight. Also, I just found out about this last week. Uh, she was one of the top streams on Twitch, Project Melody. She's a hentai cam girl, uh, and she streamed for the first time on Twitch last week. I believe sometime between her first stream and the next stream she did, which I'm not even sure if she did another one, she was banned. I know because um, I follow. It's so entertaining. The Twitter account for um, Twitch partners who are banned. It's so great because you'll see like this partner was banned. It'll be a nobody and I'll have like one like and one reply. Right. And then you'll see this six digit Twitch streamer is banned and it'll just be hundreds of replies. What did she do? What did she do? Someone will drop a clip, retweets all over the place. <laughs> People explaining what happened, defending the person, hating the person. It's so entertaining. I absolutely love that Twitter account. Anyway, they banned Project Melody. I don't know for what. I can make a guess as to what. Um, she is a hentai cam girl who... Uh, shows her titties. I'll be the first to admit. I did my research before I came on the Early Access podcast, and I've looked up some of her work on sites that are not Twitch. And she is a very inclusive um, sex performer. Uh, I guess is well, she's not. She's not even real. She doesn't do. She's a a very professional and very inclusive online sentient anime avatar girl. Virtual um, sex worker. Yeah, yeah, virtual sex worker. They well, virtual sex worker implies cam girl, but she's also a virtual virtual sex worker. Yep. Anyway, hmm. you guys get the point. Um, she's very inclusive. Close enough. Um, she takes into account, you know, that it might not be all guys watching her. That that some women may be fancying uh her her anime uh titties. I guess is the most elegant way I can put it, and. She was live on Twitch, uh, watched her stream for about 20 minutes until I thought it was incredibly weird and, uh, and uncomfortable for me to do. But she has an incredibly big following uh, on other websites and on her Twitter. And the very first stream she did, this is, this is the main point I want to get across because I'm not actually too much of an expert in this space. The very first stream she did, she was partnered and it was sponsored by Killer, do you know the name of the hentai group? It starts with an F. Faku? Faku? Yeah. Is that it? Did I get that right? Yeah. I just I didn't write that down yeah. to show notes. Yeah, pull off it's, my head. It's, a, it's kind of like the... If there was an official place for a hentai, that would kind of be the one. Uh, what, what I want to say, though, is she was partnered on stream one. Twitch, let's just admit at this point, Twitch staff is horny. All right? There's no getting around it anymore. There was a time 
when I, I would not be allowed to run this podcast live on Twitch. I would be banned or at least suspended and removed for doing any kind of talk show on Twitch. And now, now we have hentai cam girls. She was, she was wearing a, probably a, uh, I'd say even above a PG-13 outfit. It's a hen, it's a hentai on her belt. All right. Uh, there's, there's been a lot going on on Twitch. Um, but a, a hentai cam girl being live on Twitch. I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying this is, this is the first real solid piece of evidence. I think everyone has to agree with me on this, that the just chatting section of Twitch is just, just straight up horny. I mean, I'm not going to touch on body painting too much, but gentlemen, I know what's going on. Like Kula and I were talking about before the show, or maybe even during the pre-show about rules in high school. You know, you had to, your short shorts could only be as short as like, if you would put your arms at your side, you're, as, as far as your fingers went down, that's how long your shorts had to be because guys would sexualize it. Look, I mean, when I was in high school, you know, 13 to 18, guys would sexualize anything. No matter how long or short your shorts were, no matter how many how thick or thin your spaghetti straps were, and it's no different from dudes in, you know, their 20s and 30s. I haven't hit my 30s yet, but I'm sure that's that's how it is. Uh and so, so the things going on, I mean, the hot tub streams, it, we all know what's happening and it's genius. And I applaud these women for capitalizing on the market. Uh, but Twitch, we all, we all know what's going on. All right. The whole just chatting section of Twitch is, is no longer, um, family friendly. I, I've, I've seen some pretty dirty stuff, uh, on the just chatting section. Not to mention that one time Kula and I were, were browsing around and <laughs> it was hilarious. There's a dude showering and drinking a beer. Uh, look, we know we know what's going on, Twitch, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying we got to. He was really chill. We, he he wasn't like doing anything cool. crazy. He was literally just, no, just, just chatting, showering, and having a beer. But he was in the shower and with beer. Yeah, um, which is not too con- get water conducive to good audio. Yeah. But regardless, the 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 cultural shift of what Twitch was back in 2013, when it was just straight up gaming, when it was play a game, it wasn't traveling, it wasn't painting, it wasn't art or uh hot tub streams or anything creative um it was straight up gaming to now in 2020 where we have hentai cam girls live it's i'm not hating on it at all i'm not i'm not hating on project melody i think it was a fantastic idea the full body tracking reg they have is impressive um the avatar the physics every everything they got going on the voice actress is really good uh i i respect it i'm just saying twitch we got to admit all right this website has changed from gaming to Gaming slash being horny. This is what Twitch is in 2020. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's just how it is nowadays. And, and it's something that I think we should acknowledge. Speaking of being horny, uh, I was on Fiverr last night. Not horny at all. I was doing this for my own entertainment because I am quarantined. And I was actually looking at some other things. But I went down this rabbit hole of there are Beat Saber coaches on Fiverr. There's a lot of ridiculous shit on Fiverr, but one thing I didn't expect to find are Beat Saber coaches. Right now, I'm ranked not incredibly well. I haven't been playing very much, and I'm honestly, I don't even feel like very good, but I'm ranked about 2,500 on Beat Saber right now. I found multiple people on Fiverr charging, I'm going to open this tab right here, for a premium package, $20 for two hours. That's $10 an hour. It's not too bad, actually. Um, for Beat Saber coaching. And so I've never actually had 
proper gaming coaching. And I know there's that whole thing with months ago, people talking about Fortnite and Fortnite coaching and, oh, should you be buying your kids like Fortnite coaching and get them in the next level? Rhythm games are a little bit different because there's not there's not so much strategy in rhythm games. I mean, there is with stretching and uh, playing songs at your level and certain techniques. Um, ta- uh, Saber Tailor, where you adjust your sabers to to kind of fit the way you want to play the game. There's different grips and beats. There is a little bit of strategy, but it's not nearly as much depth as there is to a battle royale where there's rotations and weapons and learning bullet drop and trying to figure out how other people play and learning the big ass map and player behavior, working with your squad and call outs and all that stuff. If you, I mean, we're talking about like other games, CSGO, um, where it has a whole economy, card games where card games are literally just all strategy, Starcraft games that are so heavy in Starcraft. I straight up don't even understand it. Rhythm games are a little bit different in that a lot of it is just practice and execution. I mean, I know a lot of it is also recognizing patterns, but I don't see rhythm game coaching uh, really being a thing because you're not truly competing against anyone. Um, once you get the base technique down of getting your sabers and beat saber tailored the way you wanted to and, and getting your swings down and, and all that stuff, I think I think there's not really much to add to coaching. And the fact, I mean, the main thing I wanted to hit on was these players aren't that good. I, I think I'm actually not very good at Beat Saber in, in the grand scheme of Beat Saber players. I'm 2,500. There, there are multiple players who are top 5,000, rank 3,000, offering Beat Saber coaching on Fiverr. But the other thing I want to bring up is because I was looking at this, threw me down a rabbit hole. And I'm sure this is a topic that's been addressed in the past. But I found a series of people offering... Uh, e-girl services on VR chat just to be like a, a fake online girlfriend. And so these fall into a couple of categories, like just flirting with you and hang out with you. And then there's the ones who play games with you. And I was reading the reviews and some of these reviews are sad and at the same time, incredibly hilarious. Uh, there's one titled, I will cuddle you with my friend in VR chat. We both have full body. I think that references full body tracking um, in VR. They're actual services in real life, which, by the way, um, in the current situation, if you're listening sometime around the time this podcast came out, you probably should not be getting real-life cuddle services. However, you actually can hire professional cuddlers to cuddle you in real life. Um, And so there's one where two girls will cuddle you in VR chat, which I'm I'm not sure how that is, um, but there are people buying this and leaving reviews. The, The whole thing with, like, the physical touch and the fact you can feel someone else's like body heat and pressure on you. I don't know how that works in VR. Also just laying down in VR isn't that comfortable unless you like bring up a couch or something. You're just floating there. Like I'm lay on my carpet as these two anime girls, which I am not convinced that every anime girl in VR chat is also a woman. I mean, you know, gay, you know, gay guys need, I mean, some, some people just don't care and I respect that, but um, that's not my cup of tea. Some of these reviews, though, there's another one that says, um, I will be your e-girl on VR chat. We can hop worlds, cuddle, watch a movie, do whatever. We'll talk in Discord or in-world. We'll give you lots of head pats and cuddles. Ooh-woo. Oh, God. I, I, had to, I had to read it in its entirety, all right? 
I just fucking ooh live on the Early Access podcast. Quarantine is not good for your mental health, people. Try to stay sane. Uh, I apologize. Some of these reviews, um, this is just a five-star review, and it gets straight to the point. It says, she made me happy. And that, men of America, um, I assume this person is an American, just, just men of society in general, I'm glad. I'm glad I, I, this is better than going insane and shooting up a school, you know, or, or being an incel like oh, fuck all levels. women. This is this is so much better. But also, this is so. <laughs> you guys are so lonely. <laughs> the, the the basic package for one hour of talking on Discord and playing VR chat. This is not a cuddle. This this one is not a cuddle. Um, that's ten dollars for a basic package, which I think is actually a pretty reasonable price. The premium package for three hours of talking on Discord, playing on VR chat, that's thirty dollars. So it just it just scales ten dollars an hour, which I think is not too bad of a deal. Uh, I just it, people are paying for these, and I'm not. I'm. I want to make it clear. I'm not mad at the women for their hustle. I'm not mad at the dudes for paying for these. It just makes me a little sad. Uh, there's another one. That says. I think there's a level-headed way that you can probably get this, though. In the same way, like yeah. it, we don't consider it bad if someone hires like a prostitute. No. If they just need that thing, but they don't want to like have a full commitment to get that thing. So I think it's okay if someone was just like, I could use that right now. Maybe they're fine as they are, but they're just like, I could use that right now, and so they get this over with, and then they come back. I mean, maybe not in VR, but. Also, it's a good time. It's quarantine. We can't do to that. To have companionship. Life, so. I, you know, yeah. if, you, if you need some money, your hours got cut back, you're, you're not going to your job right now, you can't work from home, you're not in a safe work environment, like you have to work at like a like a Target or a grocery store or something, you don't want to be there. God help you. Uh, you need some extra money to pay some medical bills. Like, go on Fiverr. I respect the hustle, and I respect the fact that, you know, the customers seem happy. But, man, you boys are lonely. Do we need to, we need to teach, like, socialization classes in school or something like i mean certainly not now we don't right now but can we be a little bit more preventative with the mass amount of loneliness that i see online from not only people i don't know but from people i do know um who are hopelessly single awkward unable to approach other people i mean look some some people are going to be naturally better at connecting with other people, a little more extroverted, um, a little more empathetic, a little more talkative than others. But uh, there's there's guys out buying this stuff and it it makes me feel lonely. <laughs> They're so lonely. It, it it makes my heart a little a little sad, a little emptier. There's another one that says, um, I'll be your ear girl for a day. Um, this girl will actually play games with you. And so actually, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Warzone lately. And it's not actually too hard for me to fill up a squad. But, you know, there's a lot of testosterone. I think I play Call of Duty with exclusively men. Uh, straight up. Uh, it's pretty much been like that 99% men my entire life. I feel like it would not be... I'm not gonna, I'm not saying I'm going to do this. This is just me talking out loud and uh, thinking of a funny idea. But I, I want to find one of these these women on Fiverr who is actually good at at Warzone because we we are not churning out wins. Like I, I got a win under my belt, but I think the hours played to win ratio is not that great. I could use a little bit of a carry. Uh, my skills are rusty. I've been playing a lot of rhythm games, play a lot of Beat Saber, a lot of VR, a lot of Pokemon cards. 
So my skills on the sticks, not too good. And the thing is, Call of Duty Warzone is cross-play, so it doesn't matter if she's on PC, Xbox, PS4. I, I want... Look, this isn't even that expensive. I mean, this girl will talk to you on Discord for $5 for an hour, which that is a steal. If I would not... Given I have a pretty good job right now and I'm very happy with my friend group and all that stuff, I would not take $5 an hour to talk to random people on the internet. Uh, that's That's not my cup of tea. But that is a steal right now. If you were if you were a buyer, if you needed to talk to a girl for an hour, you're feeling a little lonely. Five dollars an hour, and she'll play games with you. If you go to the premium package, um, Discord, text plus voice plus game with you. She doesn't say how long, uh, but it is thirty dollars, dude. I could easily put together fifty dollars. We get a girl on board on our Warzone squad, and I I want to see how this goes. Um, I feel like. All right, this is why people are shitheads on YouTube, right? And they they play things up like, oh, uh, crazy, crazy clickbait. Um, my girlfriend got killed by a truck or something like that. You know, that, that that people are sensational on YouTube and sensational for the video because it's more entertaining. I feel like if this is this is imaginary now, hypothetical. If I were to treat this, this part's real. If I were to if I were to get my own Fiverr e-girl, and we were to play, we were to get her integrated into the squad, we would probably just end up treating her like any other person and just be doing call-outs and talking and chit-chatting and be like, hey, how was your day? Uh, uh, you couldn't get groceries, all the toilet paper was out, you know? I feel like if I were being my normal self, I would treat her norm. I, I would just treat her like a normal person. Like I would, if I were playing with a girl that I knew, which I actually don't really know any girls who play Warzone, but that's, that's probably why hypothetically, if I were to do something like this, we might have to play it up a little bit, make a funny 10-minute YouTube video, play with her for four hours, cut some funny parts together, where where we're just we're just like either super ego, egocentrical douchebags making her carry around all the ammo, or we, we got to play something up, have her absolutely carry us, and then at the end be like, yeah, see, we're pretty good. We, we guys on the squad. Just make something super toxic. That that honestly has probably been done before. Didn't PewDiePie do a thing on Fiverr where he had people like dress up as Nazis or something for five dollars, <laughs> or say something anti-Semitic? I think that really I, can you look at that? If you would, can you can you that look that up? That's almost parody. Like you threw like a Mad Lib together of PewDiePie went on Fiverr and people dressed up as Nazis. <laughs> I think that actually happened. You know, people play things up for for YouTube videos, and I feel like it wouldn't be good content if I didn't play it up by being an asshole or, or a terrible person if I were to hire an ego to play. Um, but that that's honestly a steal. Like, I, now I'm, I'm going to come out of fantasy and I'll be a little more realistic for a minute. Randoms and video games suck. I, I've seen people do all <laughs> kinds of dumb things. Well, we were playing Call of Duty the first time in Black Ops... Was it 4 or 3? It's Black Ops 3, I believe. Um... The first time we ever got a mothership called on us was when we were playing with a random viewer and they were feeding so bad that some guy on the other team, everyone else was breaking about even, got a 20 kill streak off of him. There's another guy, um, he was complaining, oh, I'm so tired of playing with randoms, can I play with you guys? I'm like, you know what, man? Usually I try to vet people before I play Call of Duty with them. You know, I feel you, man, welcome aboard. He was level one and I asked the party... Who wants to play uh, Hardpoint? 
And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I'm down for hardpoint. Then we got on hardpoint. He's like, well, guys, why are we playing hardpoint? He's getting his ass beaten. It's a really sweaty game mode for those of you who don't play Call of Duty. He left in the middle, never came back. I'll never forget that guy. Um, fuck you, dude. You don't leave your teammates in the middle of a match ever. Ever. Unless your house is on fire. Right? You stick it to the end. These are, these are your brothers. We're playing Call of Duty. This is some serious shit. And so uh, I, I, I don't like playing with random people. If I can get... I don't like playing Warzone with random people. I know they release solos, but sometimes you only have one other friend on. You can't fill that third slot. For for my own blood pressure and sanity, I'd hire someone for five dollars an hour to play Warzone with me if they were a good player. Like straight up. If all if if our third was offline, if our fourth wasn't available, I'm going on Fiverr and picking one of these, picking one of these chicks up. And, may, and maybe maybe it'll be hilarious. Uh, I don't know. But Keeler, did you see if? If PewDiePie is... Did I make that up? I swear that's actually happened. I actually don't know. I should have looked it up, but I... F- let's, let's let that happen for now. We'll, we'll, we'll confirm this later. All right. All right. The last thing it's I want to talk about this real. week. Speaking of Twitch being horny. Uh, oh, I should. I did the <laughs> topics out of order. Damn it. All right. It's my fault on writing the show notes poorly. Um, I have some more supporting evidence for Twitch just being horny. Uh, what the fuck is a simp, Kuehler? Does that stand for something? I know what it is. But I don't know what it stands for. I actually am not really sure. I think it's short for simple, but I'm I don't quote me on that. I may have just made a fool out of myself. All right. Well, maybe I'm just a fucking boomer and I don't know what simp is. We know what it. Yeah. I I I feel like I'm getting old. Also, it's a weird feeling. Um, I grew up online and now I feel like I'm old online. So this uh, Twitch streamer, her name is Nico Lull. Um, she went hyper viral on TikTok. She did an okay boomer. Like she did a little dance to um to a song. Um, she was wearing a Bernie crop top and a skirt. Super, <laughs> super. Sorry, did you say some killer? I had to scratch my head and take my headphones. No, off. no, I'm just like yeah, yeah. She's um anyway. Keep going. She's a Twitch. Uh, I believe she's a Twitch partner, if not an affiliate. She's a Twitch streamer. Um, she's a big presence on Twitter. Huge presence on TikTok. She's wearing a Bernie crop top, a skirt. She's super cute. Uh, and so she. Releases TikTok of her doing little dances, having fun. And this is about a week ago. Uh, this is March 9th. And I was following, not live, but I got told after the fact what happened. She gained hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter because of this uh, little TikTok she put out of her dancing. Uh, it's really cute. Tons of people watched it. She let it slip. A day later. So so here's my timeline, my loose timeline of, of Detective Nikki trying to figure things out. Um, she puts out this TikTok around March 2nd. And lots of dudes coming in trying to get with her. Trying to talk to her. Be like, yo, hit me up. Uh, people in the comments of her tweets be like, yo, I got her nudes. And guys like, whoa, whoa, DM me, DM me, DM me. And people trolling and sending them a picture. But it's really just an infinitely loading picture. And they're like, the nudes aren't loading, man. Come on, resend them, resend them. Just a bunch of loser incels trying to trying to look at pictures of this girl, uh, talk to her, all kinds of stuff. And which, look, gentlemen, it is possible. I actually know men who have met their met their wives, met their girlfriends on Twitch, on Twitter. Um, they were big streamers. They got with them. The, the women were bigger streamers or, or at least streamers, content creators got with them. And it works out. The problem is... There's only one winner, and a lot like Call of Duty Warzone, 150 people drop in, one comes out, all right? The chances are not good, my man, and in Warzone, only 150 people drop in, 
right? And this girl's DMs, it was thousands of people. So your chances are not looking good. All right, second off, you got to have some kind of game, which most of you guys don't have. But going forward, March 2nd, she released that TikTok. March 9th, she revealed slip of the tongue. She said something along the lines of, I bought Bernie shirts for my boyfriend and I. Huge mistake. Because shortly after, all these Twitter incels, these simps, I don't know if simps and incels are actually interchangeable terms, so I'm going to stick to simp. Uh, They are not, I think. They they are not interchangeable. They are not. They are not. Uh, there was a mass unfollowing. I've I've heard. I cannot verify via social blade. Um, I heard that she lost a hundred and thirty thousand followers on Twitter in twenty four hours because she accidentally revealed on Instagram Live that she had a boyfriend. For reference, right now she has uh two hundred sixty two point six thousand followers, and she had a lot less at the time. Um, going over to Social Blade, it looks like she lost a net on March 9th of 4,750 negative. That's a net. She's she's getting about, it looks like, in the five digits of Twitter followers a day. And so to lose a net of 5K, is that that is a big chunk, at least five digits of people. I can confirm that, at least with uh, Social Blade. So these simps went to Twitter, got her Twitter account suspended by mass reporting it because she said she had a boyfriend. Um, They then copyright struck her video, um, which the actual people who own the copyright to that song said that they did not do it. And now she is back um, up to, it looks like she's gaining a very healthy amount of followers on Twitter a day, anywhere from the span of like 5,000 to what? March 11th, she got 91, 92,000 followers. Um, she's doing absolutely great. But what I wanted to drive home here is that a lot of you guys are fucking losers on Twitter. My God, what the actual fuck? I I've personally have a lot of friends, um, female friends who are content creators, and I know um, a lot of them. And I, I actually encourage, despite the fact that it's not good, um, this is just how it is, don't, don't reveal that you have a boyfriend uh, because it will tank your your viewership um if that's what matters to you if you rely it if you rely on twitch twitter your online presence as your income but i i had not known now that was a piece of advice i had always given out and i had not known that the numbers were in the six digits of followers you could lose in a day for having revealed that you had a boyfriend which is it's unbelievable. I mean, if anything, these men don't even have the fortitude to forge on. You know, gentlemen, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. More terrible advice from the Early Access podcast. It's it's not going to work, guys. Uh, but this, this really just proved to me the scale of the horniness that is Twitch and Twitter. The, the sheer number of people who only followed her because they thought they could get with her. I gave her a follow directly after I found out about this to make up for all these losers who left. Uh, but man, a lot of you guys on the internet. I guess that's the real takeaway. I mean, what do, what did we cover today? People shooting their desks. Um, people unfollowing people because they think they can date them. The battle royale that is trying to date a content creator. Uh, and people trying to get cuddles <laughs> over Fiverr. Not going to call that guy a loser. But you guys are losers. All, all, all of you. The guy shooting his desk, that guy's not so much a loser as he was 
an ignorant dumbass for a short period of time. Uh, the internet's a dangerous place. The outside is full of coronavirus. It's looking bad here at the Early Access Podcast. And that's all the there's, time there's we have. There's nowhere to go. There's, it, it'll it's be not fine. Safe. We'll, we'll be. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, not, all right. We'll stay inside. We'll, and... we'll reel it back uh, a little bit. Don't cough on people. Um, and, and hopefully everything will be all right. And that this uh, the San Francisco lockdown will be lifted on April 7th. And I can go back to going to the arcade and enjoying enjoying what I do. Um, because, you know... There was a there was a tweet earlier today. God, I, I'm on Twitter so much now. Um, I know it sucks. This guy was like, "Oh, I hate being locked up in my one place. I would rather my day has been ruined. I now that I can't go between these two or three different places, which was like, ha, huh, for me is like the arcade and Denny's and my house. I can't go between. But it really does help break up the monotony of I work at my desk even before work from home before." the virus before the shelter in i still worked from home and so leaving going to play cards or going to the arcade or going out drinking or going to eat wings right those were all ways to like break up the monotony of my week and now for the next three weeks even before the shelter in place because i'm always working from home i've I've just had to sit here it's get a little boring i'm just playing beat saber a lot uh anyway i'm gonna go play warzone with my homies uh it'll be all right guys everyone Stay safe. Uh, don't get your grandma sick. And we will see you guys all next week on the Early Access Podcast. I know I missed the last two weeks, but we're not missing uh, March 24th and March 31st because what the fuck am I going to do? I am sitting here at home. All right. It's been Nicky and Keeler from the Early Access Podcast. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and live on twitch.tv slash stealth shampoo. We'll see you guys all next week, 8 p.m. PSD. Tuesday, twitch.tv slash Del Shampoo. Join discord.gg slash Del Shampoo for updates on the Early Access Podcast.